Hey, welcome to the Transforming Life Church podcast. We hope this encourages you and inspires you in your journey with Christ. So sit back, relax, and check out this week's message. Hey, so excited that you are here at TLC today. Hey, before we jump into today's message, I want to celebrate. We love celebrating people and, and what God is doing here. Uh, hey, last week, three people gave their life to Christ in our service. Come on, somebody. That, that is awesome. That is amazing. God is so good. We celebrate that. And then I also want to celebrate, hey, me and uh, Pastor Eric, we got to go to a fancy dinner uh, on Thursday night uh, with Youth Alive, uh, another uh, missionaries that, that we support on a regular basis, Natalie and Joe Bernoski, they, they have this uh, Youth Alive uh, program in our district. And basically their job and what they do is they help equip uh, students to be campus missionaries. So in other words, missionaries on their school campuses. And man, it's growing and God is doing some amazing things in there. They just um, officially kicked off their, their school assembly program uh, recently. The Lakeland Magic over at the RP Funding uh, Center in Lakeland um, opened it up and, and they went in there and had this huge school assembly. So what they do is they do a school assembly and all these different schools came in. And then later on at a local church, they had this huge youth rally uh, that night. So they invite all the kids to come uh, to the youth rally afterwards. And it's just this awesome, awesome thing that they're doing. Uh, but long story short, um, we got to go and celebrate Ashley. Ashley is in our youth group. She, her and her family, uh, they, they go and attend our, our church. And, um, and Ashley started a club. She went to a conference that Pastor Eric and Pastor Holly took her to. Um, last fall, they went to a conference that was by Youth Alive that helped kind of pump up the kids as they got ready for another school year and help equip them to be these campus missionaries. And she really felt called to start a, a club, a Christian club at her school, at Marshall Middle School. And so she went there. Um, she was able to connect with a teacher sponsor um, who happened to know the girl that led her breakout session at the conference in Bradenton. Okay, And so uh, long story short, there was this really cool connection. That's the girl. She's the, the school sponsor. She was actually the girl with the microphone. She was in our youth ministry at the church we were at before. So you see this big circle that's happening, right? How God, we were able to, uh, to, to pour into this one young lady, and now Ashley's a part of our church and our ministry, and it's just really cool what God has brought together. So Ashley was uh, presented an award. She is the first campus uh, missionary of the year. And they were able to give her that award. This is amongst all churches here in Florida, in Penn, Florida, what we call it. So not the Panhandle. but Penn. And she was given this amazing award at this gala on Thursday night. Yes. Um, God is doing some incredible things. Thank you, Holly. Thank you, Eric, for leading our young people and doing such an incredible job and encouraging them uh, to walk out their gifts. Man, our world is better with more Ashleys, right? And so I'm excited. I, I have hope for the future. I know it's easy to look around this and see all the craziness and the chaos, but... But man, I have hope, and I have hope for our young people. Hey, we started a series uh, a few weeks ago called This Is Us, right? And we've been talking through our core values, who we are here at TLC. Um, and, and what we do with that, uh, we, we have these core values because we can do a lot of different things but not really do anything. We can be so focused on a lot that, that we don't do, um, do much of anything or do anything really well. And so what we're trying to do is we're trying to, to focus in and have these core values that keep us focused, keep us moving to the things that God is wanting us to do. So we've talked about things like, like God's presence. Here at TLC, we value God's presence. That was first and foremost because if we don't have God's presence, we have nothing. All the other core values don't matter. We absolutely need God's presence. You guys okay with that, right? Yes, yes, we need 
God to move. Uh, we talked about generosity. Pastor Eric talked about generosity uh, the, the second week of this series. We are blessed to be a blessing. And, and so we're able to give and be a part of our community and do different things uh, for the Lord and partner with missionaries like Neil and just do a bunch of different things uh, when we are generous. I, I know you probably don't want to think this, but ministry uh, costs money, all right? And, and so the more that we give, the more ministry that we're able to do, the more people that we are able to reach. So let's keep giving and being the hands and feet of Jesus. We talked about growth last week. We were all on a place. Uh, we're all on a journey to find our place and our purpose. We have to grow. We have to be moving uh, forward, uh, growing into the image of Christ and who God is calling us to be. Uh, and, and so we talked about growth and the importance of growth. Today I want to talk to you about authenticity. Authenticity, right? I want to talk to you about that today. Anyone in the room have issues? Okay. See, see, here we go. See, we need to talk about some authenticity in the room right now. Uh, uh, hey, if you're saying, no, pastor, I don't have any issues, guess what? You have an issue. Yeah, yeah, you got a problem there. Well, let's deal with it, right? Let's deal with it. Um, let's get through it. Hey, look at your neighbor this morning and say, man, you got issues. You got, we, we have issues. Let's just, let's just get it out there in the open. Let's roll it out. Hey, we are everyone in here. Nobody is perfect. We all have issues, right? We all have issues. And so here at TLC, we value authenticity, okay? We value, listen, no one is perfect. Everyone is welcome, right? And coming here, coming to church, going after God, trying to invite God into our lives and, and allow him to do a work in us so that he can work through us, so that we can be the people he's calling us to be. This could change your life, right? So no one is perfect. Everyone is welcome. This could change your life. And in order for us to change our lives, we need to understand it's okay to not be okay. But the problem is that we can't stay that way. Right? It's okay. We have issues. Yes, we are, are every single one. We are not perfect. We have all sinned, fallen short of the glory of God. That's what the Bible tells us. But we can't, that's not an excuse to just stay that way and never deal with that and never deal with the issues that are going on in our lives. Oftentimes what we do is we put on a mask. We, we, we put on a mask, we, we cover those things up. Why do we do that? See, the problem is that, that we want people to see the best in us and not the worst, right? Anybody ever been on a first date? Yeah, some of you, it's been a while, okay. but anybody been on a first date? Yeah, you're, you're not just going to get, you know, that first date, you're probably nervous, right, and, and you want them to like you, and, but that first date is all just getting to know that person and see, hey, is this going to be, is this going to go to a second date or a third or a fourth or a month or two down the road, what, you know, what, what, what am I dealing with here, you know, like, but you're not going to come in and just dump your whole life, history. or maybe some of you do, I don't know, but, but you, you know, that first date is, you know, that first date is just kind of getting to know, what do we have in common, is this going to go to a second date, right? Um, and, and some of you probably have some really embarrassing stories. I don't know. Uh, when Haley and I, our first date, uh, we went to a restaurant called Abuelos, right? A Spanish restaurant in Lakeland. We went to Abuelos, and then we went to the movies right after that. But uh, we sat down to eat, and uh, we take our orders. And Haley orders this. It's like a, like a sampler-type meal, I think, it, if I remember correct. Uh, it, it's been a while, but, but I, I think I remember it. But, but she tells a story like she felt so embarrassed because it was this buttload of food that came out on this plate. And she's like, oh, my gosh, this guy thinks I'm a heifer because I ordered all this. Food. I'm going to be honest. I was actually impressed. I, I mean, I'm like, dang, that's what I'm talking about. I got, a, I got a girl that can eat. I like that. Right. 
Um, I'm all about, so, so don't worry, babe. It, it, you might have felt embarrassed, but I was okay with it. Um, and, and then she felt bad because she didn't want to eat all the food, and, and I paid for it and all this kind of stuff. I didn't care. I mean, we'll take it home. You can take it, eat leftovers. That's what it's for. That's what doggy baggers are for, all right? Um, but that's just a little story about us. She's going to get on to me later, but I can do, I can hang. Um, I got thick skin, but, uh, but yeah, there's, there's just certain things on that first date you don't do, right? Like, you don't fart on the first date, okay? Now, you might think that's silly. Some of y'all might, hey, you said fart in church. We can't say that. Yes, we can. We all do it. Let's just be honest, right? But you don't do that. That's like a, a couple months in down the room. Uh, I was kind of that way. I would hold it in the whole night. I know we're getting silly. It's okay. You can la- relax. We've got to be authentic, right? Um, and Haley thought it'd be funny. Well, I'm just going to squeeze. She squeezed me like really hard, man. And I had, my stomach was hurt. She even squeezed me hard. And after that, I said, all right, that's it. It's done. And now all bets are off, right? Um, yeah. Yeah, first dates can be fun. Anybody ever been to a job interview, right? You go to a job interview, right? And, and, and you're not just going to come in and say, well, hey, these are some things I do well, but these are some things I really don't do well. You're trying to sell yourself. You're trying to get that, that job, right? Um, and, and oftentimes they'll ask you, well, uh, what are your weaknesses? And we, what do we do? We mask it. We say, well, I, I, I just work too hard, you know? And we, we try, yeah, we try to mask our weaknesses and twist it around, you know. Um, and let's do that. Yeah, maybe you've been on a first date or a job uh, interview. Um, it's tough to talk about your weaknesses in, in those moments. But, hey, what about the church? Do we wear masks in the church? If you're, you're real honest, we're much like this video that we showed earlier that was intentional. Um, that we showed that. But, but how many of us, how many times do we come in week in and week out, and, and we come in, and you and the family, you guys have just been arguing all morning. You're trying to get the kids going, and they're just not quite. Our, our daughter was that way this morning. She didn't. She takes forever to eat her breakfast. She's like, and her brother didn't help because he was aggravating her the whole time. And so we're getting on to them all morning. And that's pretty much an everyday occurrence. Parents in the room, yeah, you know what I'm saying. But you, you, maybe you came in today, and you were fighting with your family, and you guys were yelling in the car on the way here, right? Maybe this has been a tough week. You and your spouse have been at odds. Maybe you have not spoken to your spouse all week this week. All right? It happens sometimes. It happens sometimes. Uh, maybe you've been dealing with a lot. Maybe you've had a lot of pressure going on. And, and maybe, maybe you've been trying to drown those issues in your life uh, with a bottle or at the bar. Or, or maybe you're dealing with some anxiety or even depression in your life. Uh, today and what we do is maybe we're dealing with one or two or maybe all of those things and we come into church and as soon as we get on the park as soon as we step out of the door and put our our feet on the ground we put on this mask and we step inside the doors and we're greeted by uh people um like uh, like like mike and sylvia ferguson and they're hey man hey y'all how you doing welcome to church how you doing today Hey, brother, and we put on this big smile, right? We put on the mask, we put on this big, man, I'm doing great, man. I've had a great week. No, no, you haven't. No, you haven't. And we come in and we tell you, yeah, I'm doing good. I'm doing good. I'm doing good. But deep down, if we're really honest, we're not doing so good. Why do we do that in the church? This is a place where we should be able to, to de- this should be a safe place where we should be able to deal with those issues and bring those things to God and be able to talk with some brothers and sisters who, who have been down that road before, who understand what you're going through, who would love to come alongside you and pray with you and encourage you when we have small groups on Sunday night like we're going to have tonight. Those are, those are the perfect opportunities to come in and, 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 and have those discussions with people and just be honest and open and say, hey, I haven't had a great week this week. 
I don't even really want to be here today. I'm, I'm really dealing with some stuff in, in my life. But, but so often, we don't do that. We put on the mask, and we hide behind our Sunday best, and we smile, and we hug, and we shake hands, and we tell everything is okay, but it's really not. Now, I didn't give you those scenarios that could be very real scenarios in your life today. I didn't give you those to make you feel guilty today. I just simply want you to understand, and I want you to, to, to get this, is why don't you drop the mask today? That we all have issues. We all have stuff going on. And I think it's a huge misconception that people think the church is, is just a bunch of perfect people. So that what do they do? They paint us as hypocrites because they have issues, but they seem to forget that we have issues too. Like we are imperfect people going after a perfect savior, right? And, and what it's become is just an excuse for people not to come to church anymore or not to believe in God or go to God because, hey, hey, I, I just, I don't want to go in and be judged. I don't want to go into church and, and be judged. I don't want to go into church because the roof might fall in. If I, anybody ever thought about that? Uh, yeah. I, that's not going to happen, Okay. That's not going to happen. It's okay to not be okay. It's okay to drop the mask. If we don't drop the mask, we won't deal with the issues. And if we don't deal with the issues, it becomes this cycle. It's like the gerbil on, on the wheel, the hamster on the, on the wheel, and we just keep running in circle, and we keep doing it. We never deal with it. We put on the mask. When we get out of church, we take the mask off, and we jump back into all the issues that we're going through. Let's not do that anymore. Let's deal with it. Let's deal with the stuff. Yeah, it might take us getting raw. It, it might take us getting into the, the nitty-gritty. It might take us getting our hands dirty. But that's okay. What better place to do that than right here in the house of God? Let's take off the mask. Let's be authentic at TLC. As long as we're authentic, we can help each other get better. As long as we're real, as long as we're authentic, we can help each other get better because no one is perfect and everyone's welcome. This just might change your life. It's a process. Again, we talked about last week, as we grow, it's a journey that we're all on. It's a process. It's a process called sanctification. Becoming like Christ, formed in his image so that others can see him through us. We're all broken people looking to be made whole. All of us. All of us are. So let's drop the mask. You have issues. I have issues. Right? And that's another misconception that, that, that pastors oftentimes get put up on this pedestal. I, I, have issues. I struggle with things. Okay? I, I struggle with things as well. Uh, for, for the longest time as a, as a, as a younger man, I, I struggle with pride a lot. And not pride in the way that you might think. Not, not pride in that, man, I'm, I'm, I'm better than that guy. You know? Now, I may have sized people up at the gym every now and then, but I haven't been in the gym in a while, so I can't really do that anymore, Caesar, you know? But no, I had pride in that, hey, I can trust myself. I'm not going to let myself down, so I don't need help. I'm just going to do life on my own. So I struggled with that for the longest time. And when you get in leadership, you have to realize you can't do everything on your own. You're going to burn out. Especially as a pastor, you're going to burn out. So I've had to learn throughout my ministry career, I have to rely on other people. And I have to take that mask off of pride in my life. But you have issues, I have issues, we all have issues. Come on, let, let's get better together. You guys okay with that? Come on, let's get better together. Let's drop the mask. Turn to Jeremiah 18. If you have a Bible or some sort of device with the Bible on it, Jeremiah chapter 18, we're going to start 
in verse 1. Let me give you some context as you're opening up. Jeremiah was an Old Testament prophet uh, around 600 years before Christ. He spoke to the kingdom of Judah. At one time, Israel was divided into two kingdoms, um, the north kingdom being Israel, the southern kingdom being Judah. Jeremiah was known as the weeping prophet, not because he was an emotional person, but simply because God would give him a word for the people. He would tell that word to the people, and oftentimes uh, those people would not listen. They would not obey, and they would actually turn further away from God. So anybody ever been there before trying to reach your friends, your family, your neighbors, your co-workers, and they just don't want to hear it, right? So if you're in that boat, you, you understand Jeremiah this morning. But if you got it, let's turn it to Jeremiah 18, starting in verse 1. This is the word that came to Jeremiah from the Lord. Go down to the potter's house, and there I will give you a message. So I went down to the potter's house, and I saw him working at the wheel, but the pot he was shaping from the clay was marred in his hands. So the potter formed it into another pot, shaping it as seemed best to him. Then the word of the Lord came to me. He said, can I not do with you, Plant City, can I not do with you, TLC, can I not do with you, Israel, as this potter does, declares the Lord. Like clay in the hand of the potter, so are you in my hand, Israel. Let's pray. Jesus, we love you. God, we thank you so much for your goodness, God, for your plan and purpose for our lives. Lord, I pray that, God, today we will learn to drop the mask that we don't need to put on a front. We don't need to be fake. God, we all have issues. God, we are all on a journey together, Lord. And God, we need to learn to deal with our issues and our problems and not suppress them, not hold them in. God, but, but deal with them, God, so that we can grow, so that we can get closer to you. God, so that we can be the people you're calling us to be, Father. So speak by the power of your Holy Spirit. God, not my words, not my voice, but your voice, Lord. Speak to your people today. Even right now, God, I pray you are stirring up things in hearts. God, I pray that you are, are, are revealing yourself through your Holy Spirit. God, bring a revelation to some people's lives today, God, so that they can be changed and transformed. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. God is the potter. We are the clay. God gives Jeremiah this image of a potter working a piece of clay. Now, I took pottery in high school. I used to like to draw and do different things, and, and, uh, and I, I, I just tried it. I wasn't like, great. In fact, um, I believe my mom, she, she still has a few of those pieces, like little ashtrays, and they're not very good, but you know how mamas are. They keep all the baby stuff. I'm a grown man now. She still has it displayed in her office. <laughs> it's not good, trust me. It, was, it is what it is. But, but yeah, I've taken a little bit apart, and, and you'll, you'll take a piece of clay, and you'll work it. You'll mold it the right way. I didn't get to do the, the potter's wheel. I, I, we didn't do that. Um, we, we just formed it with our hands. And you get tools to, to, to shape it and do different designs on and, and all that kind of fun. And you would, you would, you would paint it, put it in the kiln to, to fire it up. But, uh, but yeah, yeah, it's kind of cool. And, and, and God paints this picture for Jeremiah of a potter and how a potter would form a piece of clay into what he wanted it to be. And he likens that into Israel. He says, can I do this for Israel? And I would say that same for you and I today. Is won't God do that in your life? Won't he do it? Won't he do that in your life? If we'll let him. If we'll let him. If we'll let him be the potter and we'll be the clay 
and allow him to form us and shape us. But we can't, that won't happen if we continue to wear the mask. It's not going to happen if we're not willing to deal with those issues, those flaws that he wants to mold and mend and, and work out in our life. We've got to drop the mask. So for that to happen and for that to, to work, for us to be able to give up the mask, I want to share a couple things with you from this passage for us to do. You ready? First thing is this. To give up the mask, we need to give it to God. Right? I know that sounds probably super simple. You're probably looking for something really profound so that you could tweet or post back on social media. Um, you can still do that, but, but, but that's where it needs to start. Where it needs to start with authenticity. It needs to start with us being real and saying, hey, I, I have issues. I have issues, and the only way to deal with that is God. So I need to take that mask off. I need to give it up, and I need to give it to God. That's, that's the, the place where it needs to start. Our willingness to give it up and move forward, that is the place to start. Notice in the scripture, the potter, he noticed a flaw in the piece of clay he was working. He noticed a flaw. Was that We all have uh, maybe a lot of different flaws, but we all have this one flaw in common, and that is what? It's sin. We have all sinned, fallen short of the glory of God. I'm thankful for a Savior. I'm thank- aren't you thankful for Jesus today that, that, that died for us, that rose again so that we could have victory over sin in our life, right? I'm thankful for that, but we all have this flaw. All of us are born into that. And the only way to deal with that is Jesus. Some of you have issues in your life, and it's due to experiences that you've been through. Things that have happened to you, maybe that you didn't have any control over and and, and, and it's helped shape your life a, a particular way. And it's easy to put a mask on to hide those things because we don't want people to see our past or those things that are going on in, in our lives. And the potter, he, he saw that. He, he, he saw that flaw. He saw that issue. And he, and he began to form that clay. And what he does, the Bible tells us, is that he forms it into another pot that seems best to him. See, see God wants to form you into another image, right? He wants to form you into the image of Christ. He wants to take your sin. He wants to take your issues. He wants to take your problems. He wants to take all those things that maybe you came in today dealing with. And he wants to form that and shape that and work all that stuff out so that you will be formed into the image of Christ. And he will do that if we let. And then he doesn't say he's just going to form it into something else. He's going to form it into another part as he seems best to him. And God has a plan and purpose for your life. He knows what's best for you. The Bible tells us he knows our, our coming and our going. He knows every hair on the top of your head. And, and that's difficult for, for some of us. But, um, but some of y'all got that maybe. Uh, but he knows everything about us. He, he knows what's best for you. He, he has a plan and purpose for your life. And he wants to form you into the image of Christ so that you can discover all that he has for you. That's what he's doing. He is the potter, and we are the clay. And as we drop the mask, we allow him into our life, and we allow him to form and shape us into who he wants us to be. Man, maybe today you came and you feel like, Pastor, I hear you, bro, and that sounds awesome, right? I just have too many issues. Some of you may have said that before in your life. I just got too much junk in the trunk, right? I got too many issues. I got too many mistakes in my life. And I just want to, I want to rebuke that lie in your life right now and just tell you today, you are not too far gone for God to do something in your life, to move in. You think you're the only one with issues? We've all got issues. 
You are not too far gone. You have not made too many mistakes that the blood of Jesus can't cover. Come on, somebody. You are not too much of a mess that God can't come into your life. And what he does is he takes your mess and he makes a message out of it. And that message, it speaks to his goodness. It says there is a God in heaven who fixes broken things. That's what our God does. He restores the broken. He will heal you. He will make you whole. Drop the mask. Drop the mask. It's not going to heal. You're not going to be made whole if all we do is cover it up all the time. Drop the mask. Let's get real. Let's be authentic, right? No one is perfect. Everyone is welcome. And if we drop the mask, it's going to change your life. Covering up on the outside, it's not going to help but needs to be fixed on the inside. Jump up to verse 10 here in chapter 18 of Jeremiah. God goes on to, to speak some more and said, uh, actually, let's go into verse 9. And in fact, another time I announced that a nation or kingdom is to be built up and planted. And verse 10, if it does evil in my sight and does not obey, then I will reconsider the good I intended for it. If we lack devotion to God, it hinders his purpose for us. If we're not willing to take off the mask, if we're not willing to deal with it, that's only going to hinder you from moving forward. Let's drop the mask. God wants to do something in you and through you. Maybe you came into 2020 and you're thinking, hey, it's a new year, new me, new start, fresh start. But here's the deal. If you don't do anything different than what you did last year or the last few years, nothing is going to change. You're going to be stuck on that wheel, stuck in that cycle. Drop the mask. Let God work those issues out in him. Trust him. Trust his process. To drop the mask. We've got to give it to God, but we also cannot give up on the process. To drop the mask, don't give up on the process. It's the process, it's God's process, it's the journey that shapes you and molds you into who he wants you to be. It's things like prayer that shape you. It's things like, like prayer that we say, look, look at verse 1 and 2 that we read in chapter 18. This is the word of the Lord that came to Jeremiah. Go down to the potter's house, and there I will give you a message. You need to be finding a place where you're going to be able to go and hear the voice of God. And that's prayer. That's prayer. Don't feel like you, that church is the only place that you can hear the voice of God. You can hear the voice of God wherever that you are, wherever you're willing to stop and tune into him and listen to him. Prayer. Having a quiet time, having a time, having, maybe you have a prayer room, or some of you, you may call it a war room, because you know you go to war and you battle in that room in the heavenlies and, and in the spiritual sense, but, but, but maybe you need to have a place where you can go and get alone with God so that you can hear from Him. That's the place that you are shaped and you are molded. That's the place where you can hear from Him. We can't obey something that we're not listening to or we don't even hear in the first place. It's in that, those places, it's in those moments, it's in times of worship. And, and over the years, as I've, I've grown in the Lord, I, I've become less of a talk-to-God person and more of a just sit and, and be quiet <laughs> and listen to what God has to say. We, we, prayer can't always be us just asking God for things. That's important. God wants us to do that. But we have to learn and sit and be quiet and listen for His voice. And it's in times of prayer that we do. It's in times of worship. I know we like to sing I feel like worship is a, an extension of prayer. I feel like worship is prayer, and it's a time where we are seeking after God. 
It's not just singing songs or a particular set of songs. It's, we can worship all the time, whether something's playing or not, man. The Bible tells us to sing a new song from our heart. And we have to learn to worship and pray and have those times where we can hear from him. Now, now parents in the room, you know as soon as your kids get up in the morning, you're not going to have any quiet time for the rest of the day. Right? Or at least if, if they're not around, right? So you might have to be strategic with your quiet time. You might have to make a sacrifice and get up a little bit early in the morning because you know as soon as their little feet hit the floor and you start hearing that little pitter-patter across the house, you know it's done. There ain't no quiet time happening, Okay? So maybe you need to be strategic and say, hey, listen, I'm, I'm just going to have to sacrifice. I'm going to have to get up a little bit early and have that time before I start my day. Or maybe you, you know, like maybe there's certain times that are just going to be better for you because you need to hear from God. You need to go to a place where you're going to hear from him because it's in those moments that you're going to be shaped. Come to church. Absolutely do that. But church can't be the only thing. That can't be the only time that you're hearing from God. Small groups, another great time. Our, our times of fellowship and, and talking things out with each other. Those are times where we are shaped and molded into who God wants us to be. And, and, and there's another thing that the potter would do sometimes. Sometimes the potter, he would take water. And as he's forming and working that clay on the wheel, he'll put water on there. Because it does what? It softens the clay. It softens the clay so that he can mold it a little bit easier and a little bit better. Anytime you see water throughout scripture, it represents the Holy Spirit. We need the power of the Holy Spirit in our lives to work in us and to work through us. The Holy Spirit isn't just so that you can speak in tongues. It's not just so that you can feel all the fun goosebumps. Those are great, though. We need that, too. But the Holy Spirit is a guide for you. The Holy Spirit, um, it will convict you when you need to be convicted as well. The Holy Spirit will lead and guide you. That's another way that we are molded and shaped into who God wants us to be. As you allow the Holy Spirit to work in your life, one day at a time. My grandfather used to tell me, how do you climb a mountain? He would say, one step at a time. And that's how we have to do life. That's how we have to do this journey with God. So each and every day, as you're working, as you're growing, some days might be better than others. Don't, don't get knocked off your horse, so to speak. Get back up. Get back in it. You might miss a day of prayer. Jump back in it the next day. But keep going after God. We cannot become stagnant. If we stop growing, we are already dying. Keep going after him. Allow the Holy Spirit to work in your life. Listen, um, when we get out of the car and we're in a parking lot with our kids, uh, as soon as we get out of the car, all right, grab a hand, right? Because they're little and you get in a parking lot and, and cars don't always see them. And, and we try to explain to them the, the dangers of, of just running off in a parking lot. They don't seem to get it just yet. I don't know why, but kids, I guess. But, but, but it's, yeah, you, you got to grab a hand. My kid, he's a little squirrely sometimes, my, my son, Aiden, and, and, and sometimes he'll, he'll shimmy out. He'll, he's a magician, right? He'll shimmy out somehow, and, and he'll just take off. He thinks it's funny. He thinks he's a real funny guy. But he doesn't understand the consequences and the dangers of letting go of daddy's hand. And for us spiritually, I don't think we understand the implications that happen when we let go of the Father's hand. When we say, hey, I'm going to do my own thing, and we choose to let go of the Father's hand. Let, let, let's, let's, let's go to God. Let, let's stick with him. Let's trust the process. To drop the mask, we, we cannot give up on the process. Yeah, there's going to be some days where it's easier. Some days we're going to be high on the mountaintop. But there's going to be other days when we're in the valley low. We can still seek him in those moments. 
oftentimes we pull away from God in those moments. Because it's tough. I don't feel like praising God today. I'm going through it. Right? But it's in those moments where we need to just really have some faith and dig our heels in and say, no matter what, I'm going to go after God. No matter what, I'm going to pray. No matter what, I'm going to worship. No matter how I'm feeling, no matter what I'm going through, I'm going to go after him. Give up the mask. Don't give up on the process. Let God in. Let him work in you. Worship team, you guys can come up. Lastly, I want to encourage you, because we're giving up the mask and, and we're, 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 we're giving it to God. We're giving up the mask and we're not giving up on the process. But lastly, we have to give up the mask and give up our desires. And what I mean by that is we have to give up our opinion of things. We have to give up what we think things should be. We have to give up the way we think we want things to be. We have to give up our desires and trust God's plan for our life. Trust God's plan. Trust the process. Trust what he is wanting to do in us and through us. The potter shaped the clay as seemed best to him. The, the potter had a vision in mind of what he wanted this pot to look like. I, I want it to look th this particular way. I want it to have this particular curve. I want it to have this particular bead around it. I want it to be painted this particular way. And the same is for us. God has a particular plan and purpose in mind for you. A particular way. God's word for us, like you may not know all the details in your life. You may not know, hey, I don't know if I want to be a missionary, Neil. I don't know if I want to do that or not. God hasn't spoken. I don't know if I want to be a pastor one day. I don't know if I want to be a, a teacher in a school or a lawyer or a doctor or whatever it is that, that, that it's going to be. But you know what you can do? You can live for God the way that he's calling you to live and follow this thing that we oftentimes take for granted. This is where you start. Let him work the details out. Let him put the pieces together as you trust him more, as you get to understand. This is how you know who God is. This is how you trust the process. This is, this is where we start. God fills the pieces in as we go. But God wants to shape you and mold you to something that he has planned. God is the potter. We are the clay. He has the plan and purpose for you. In fact, the potter would often score the clay as he's working it on the wheel. He would use a tool to put markings on there. Sometimes he would, he would take away clay and he would, he would chisel it out or, or work it out of the clay and he would mold it. There, there's some of you in the room, you're living with scars in your life. Some things that have happened to you. Some things that you've allowed into your life. But then some of you, there's things that you have had no, no control over in your life. God wants to work those things out in your life. Sometimes we... We try to cover those scars up. We try to mask those scars. Because again, we want people to see the best and not the worst. And I would simply encourage you with this today. Don't let those scars keep you from what God wants to do in your life. In fact, God will use those very scars for His plan and His purpose. He works things together for our good. And He will use those very things. We don't like to look at our scars. We, we think they're ugly. But God makes beauty from ashes and he will do something so beautiful with those scars don't cover those up be authentic be real yeah I got scars let me tell you about them 
Let me tell you how God mended me. Let me tell you how God made me whole. Let me tell you what God did in my life. Let me tell you how God can do that in you as well. God wants to use those scars for his glory. Don't cover up those scars. Don't put the mask on. Let's be authentic because then we can really grow and deal with those issues that we have in our lives. Trust the potter. Trust that he knows what he's doing. Trust the process. Many of you today, you're stuck on the potter's wheel. Because the potter would put the pot on the wheel and he would work. Some of you, you're stuck on the wheel. Because you're not willing to be authentic. You're not willing to take the mask off and deal with the issues. You're stuck on the wheel. Trust the process. Trust God. Trust the potter. Trust his plan. Man, Ephesians chapter 2 verse 10 tells us that we are his masterpiece. In the NIV it says we are God's handiwork created in Christ Jesus to do good works which God prepared in advance for us. Some versions would say masterpiece. You are God's handiwork. You are God's masterpiece that he wants to use for his glory. Therefore you can trust him. You can trust him. You can trust his process. You can trust his plan. So much so he he has so much for you that he sent his son Jesus to die for you and for me so that today we can learn to drop the mask in our life. And when you do that, when you drop the mask, it begins to bring that healing that you need in your life. When you're willing to say, hey, I do have issues. Yeah, yeah I'm going to be just real. I'm going to be 100. Yes, I, I, I have issues. And when we're able to do that, that's when the process of healing can begin in our life. When we do that, we say, God, I have issues, and yes, I need to deal with them. Can you help me? God, here is where I'm at. God, here is where I'm dealing with this. God, I don't, I don't understand everything. I don't understand your plan. God, I don't understand why uh, things happen in my life. But God, right now, I'm going to take the mask off because I'm tired of being on the wheel. I'm tired of going through the motions. God, I'm tired of dealing with this same stuff over and over and over again. So God, here, here's the mask. Because I'm done with the wheel. I'm tired. Putting on the mask, it will exhaust you because you have to keep up the appearance all the time. There will be freedom. There will be rest in your life if you will learn to be authentic and take the mask, drop the mask, give it to God and begin that process of healing in your life. Will you stand up all across the room with me? Hey, thanks for tuning in this week. If you'd like more info about our church, if you'd like to make a donation to our ministry here at Transforming Life, go to www.tlchurchpc.com. If you haven't been to our church yet, we would love to meet you. Come by for a life-changing experience. God bless.